This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Rich, could you tell me about Car and Classic, but whilst clearing your throat like Tom Jones? No problem. Car and Classic is Europe's biggest classic sales site with over 35,000 cars and bikes for sale at any time. And now they do online auctions where you get professional photos, a detailed write-up, a secure payment service, and the chance to get your classic in front of 4 million monthly visitors. And all of Car and Classic's seller fees are only payable when your car actually sells. Thank you. Smith & Sniff is sponsored by Car and Classic. A new Elvis, you know. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. just hear the distant beeping outside because it's a cityscape yeah in a room again together which is a nice uh, change in exercise um but we so this is a sort of um guilt cast (laughs) because (laughs) we have such a backlog of messages letters terence trent backlog (laughs) 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 i remember him Um, well so the yeah we have um uh, emails to hello at smithandsniff.com I shouldn't encourage don't do that it because we've already got lots uh, of course we've got messages from patrons yeah um, people send us DMs through Instagram still we're ignoring those because it's too complicated well I have to admit that I uh, you know I'm a little bit phobic of DMs because they just they just come in quicker than you can possibly mm. uh, fight them back but then also a lot of them are just telling you that someone is like like not liked but done something with your thing they're not <laughs> as you can tell I'm, a, I'm like a power user of Instagram Sorry, you, you're in your mid 40s is that right I, late just let's need be to honest. check late uh, okay. my wife's just started rounding up now she just goes well you are almost 50 shit no you're not no, no I'm not no but well, I'm, no. I, but at the same time I am I mean mathematically you would round up okay I hadn't, I hadn't even considered that actually uh, so yeah I thought for this podcast thanks to everybody by the way sorry to interrupt thanks mm. to everybody who has bothered to send us a letter yeah and not a physical letter a digital letter um, <laughs> that's the one or, thing or we do because because it, it is lovely that you want to interact and we do try and we are a bit shit the pair of us we do read them we do read them it's just then we don't have any organisation beyond the reading of mm. like we must process this yeah and we don't do the processing bit that's the bit our New Year's resolution should be. Process the fucking letters, you pair of absolute twats. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've pulled out a few that I thought were worthy of um, further discussion. Um, well, one, the first one I pulled out is um, just relates back to I don't know, four or five shows ago, maybe. It's from Neil Williams at that very long name Volvo garage on Anglesey. Oh, uh, he just says, hi, guys. Thanks for the mention on the podcast. He's, he's got uh, attached another picture of 
Let me have your address and I'll send you a lovely Volvo car sticker with the name of the village on Shit it and off. a couple of mugs. I know. So, it's going to um, send us the back, back window sticker. I, I guess so. Oh. So, um, thanks, Neil. We'll um, we'll be in touch. And um, that would be, be really nice. But uh, uh, Here's the thing, Neil. Listen. Here's the situation. <laughs> if at some point in the next 12 months we buy a Volvo with in excess of six days MOT left on it, and we drive it straight to your garage. <laughs> Do we get more merch free? <laughs> and, and also, what happens if we sort of leave it there and then get the train home? What happens? So then? you're proposing of buying, I don't know, like an MOT, not an MOT failure, a, no. a near MOT Skin failure. of its teeth MOT'd. Yeah. You can see the sills. Really baggy. I want, we're yeah. talking very high mileage. We're talking seats that are just soaked in guffs. 850. And, uh, I'm thinking an 850 or a V70. A baggy yeah. 850. Yeah. It's been used by a painter. And it's got that suspension clog, which is really irritating. That sort of lateral shimmy where you yeah. just feel something clonking. And it irritates you within five miles. But bear in mind, you're going to do about a six-hour journey to, yeah, it's quite a long way to the garage with a long yeah. name. Is it where you, you just know all of the suspension bushes look like chewed fruit pastas? <laughs> yeah, they do. They're one of those dog toys which just says, listen, your dog is never going to destroy this and yeah. the Volvo will go, oh, go my oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You've not met my dog. Uh, also, you go underneath and you go, oh, this isn't attached to anything. It's just some bit that you I've, can't quite identify. Possibly an anti-roll bar, maybe? Or something like that. I've had an anti-roll bar just... They're just not. Dismount. Yeah, it's just, it's just twanging at one end. It is. It's just and like... That's why it didn't go round left-hand corners the same way it went round right. I suppose an anti-roll bar is just going to frig you either way, though, isn't it? But, it's just yeah. a commando penis in some loose tracky bottoms. Okay, well, Neil, um, if Johnny turns up at your garage in, in a board, <laughs> a near MOT Fail 850 yeah. with some extremely clonky suspension then you better yeah. get in the sticker drawer and give him a couple can more. you but uh thank you it's a very kind offer it is though in fairness, we did promote their garage so you know for yeah, all your volvo needs on anglesey well, and in north wales well my good friend nick who lives not that far away he's ordered in excess of two in oh. the last four years <laughs> and, uh, you mean three yeah i'm thinking i think it is three i just couldn't remember exactly <laughs> and uh so i don't want to commit i mean it's uh, worth wearing that in excess of two could also mean four billion, but it's probably yeah, not that. It's I think probably it's three. three. Three or four. So he's ordered, I'm guessing, three new Volvos from that garage, and he's been very pleased mm. indeed. Mm. I don't know why I'm qualifying it. I don't need to. Ooh, it's very sireny out there, isn't it? Isn't it? We could pretend that we're in 80s New York. Oh, yeah. No, we couldn't. It's different siren. Is it? What is uh, it? I can't remember. Yes, it is, but it's more similar than... If we were in 80s Britain, it would have been Nino or Nino. So it'd be two-tone. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, so, continuing going through readers' messages... Um, <laughs> what? When we talked about Dad's cast, and particularly I was... Uh, so this is from Matt Seymour. Hello, Matt. Who starts his message with, Dear Smith and or Sniff, which I like. It's, it's covering the bases. Uh, Richard's recent car reminiscing about his dad's Solara Odyssey made me think <laughs> listeners must have a wealth of comedy slash terrifying stories about their parents' car insanity. This was when I was talking about my dad having to drive his Solara quite a distance and it was jammed in what I think was second gear. Solara Odyssey. Solara Odyssey. It just sounds like an amazing prog rock album. Yeah, something you'd have seen on Whistle Test in oh, the 70s. So much smoking and nodding. Uh, 
He says, my dad also had a Tolbert, an Alpine Minx. Well, my dad's uh, d- d- replaced the jammed-in-gear Solara with a Solara Minx. Um, if, if I was a ski instructor, I would have... What, Alpine Minx? I would absolutely <laughs> love to have spent a little bit of time with an Alpine Minx at some point. Uh, he says, uh, it was really exotic because it had a five-speed gearbox to go with the sound of a thousand angry sewing machines. <laughs> he also had a Cortina that would never start. We called it the getaway car because of irony. What? So hang on, he had a, like a spare car? Yeah, yeah, he had a Cortina had... that would never start. We called it the getaway car because of irony. Eventually, after he sold it, it was used as a getaway car in an armed robbery in Leeds. Now, no, that's irony. No, that wow, that's an amazing story. Oh my gosh, it was born to be ironic. Yeah. Then This is my favourite, though. There was also a Peugeot 504 that had an engine so sick, once, when my dad stopped to fill it with petrol, a man screamed, Stop! from across the forecourt because he was convinced it was a diesel. Oh, really? <laughs> That's so good. What did he say? It's so sick. It was so sick. Engine so it was sick. a petrol 504 that ran so badly that someone, uh, a stranger, <laughs> thought it was a di- diesel. Uh, he says the brakes also once apparently failed when we were on a fairly hairy downhill bendy road. My dad claimed it was just fade and everything was fine, but the car was sold shortly enough. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's dad sounds like a bit of an operator. Um, he, finally he says uh, there, before I was around they had a DAF with variomatic gears that was perpetually broken they couldn't afford new rubber belts for the gearbox and their mechanic mate used to put second hand belts on oh. I suspect they were from washing machines do you know the, 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 the number of families that had a not working DAF variomatic in the 80s yeah. was huge because one, one of my brother's mates um, at primary school his mum had one I've mentioned it previous and it was that black no, it was it was yellow with black go faster stripes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Classic mm. badge Volvo then, and uh, it never it basically. I reckon it worked. I reckon it worked about forty days of the year, <laughs> and other, all the other days she was just borrowing other people's cars because her husband used to work away as like a rep, so he had a brand new Belmont. Ooh. when they first came out, that was a good rep car, yeah, solid yeah, rep, very car. rep car, uh, brand new Belmont uh, next in session, and uh, the. <laughs> Yeah, I, I quite like them. What, the Dafts? Yeah, but I think that they're, mm. they're possibly... Toss? Yeah. I remember going in a... Right, some friend's grandmother's Volvo 340 with the same style gearbox. Oh, yeah. But I'd never been in a CVT before. And I remember thinking, even at quite a young age, but being into cars, I remember thinking, I think there's something wrong with this Volvo. Yeah. Why are the revs just going... Mm-hmm. But we seem to be accelerating, but the engine's jammed. It was such a weird experience. And then I think I, 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 I cottoned on to the fact it had that twangy bandy sort of. It's a bit system. like when if a DJ's fading one track into another, mm. but doing it far too slowly. Or, I messaged you about this, didn't I? That I was at the station and one of those local trains came in. I was waiting to get a, an intercity train, and, and one of those local trains came in. Those diesel ones. Yeah, I know. They sound like they're horribly slipping the clutch when they set up. <laughs> Is it like a two carriage? Or yeah, a two carriage, three tops. There's <laughs> yeah. the ones that sort of go from, from where I live. They sort of head off. I think you know you can get them into sort of into Wales and places. They go to places that no one gives a shit about. Well, I wasn't going to be put, so harsh, but yeah, I'm put that out there. sort of smaller branch liney sort of trains. Yeah, yeah. But when they set off, they always do that. Uh, and you go, oh man. What just, you just drop a clutch. It, like, it like reminds you, it's an elderly person trying to back off their drive that's on a slight incline. <laughs> so they, they, they're, they're, they're giving it way more revs than it needed. And it's usually cold. The, the engine's cold yeah. when they do it. 
And you're using what? Every time you come off the drive, three years worth of clutch, yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and those are precisely the people that don't need a man well. Mm. They, they need to go two pedal. <laughs> Someone needs to have words with them. Uh, now, a chap called Tom Newton has sent us this. I know it's a while ago, but you were chatting about car manufacturers creating albums. I've spent a while finding this, but I'm sure that I got it in the late 80s, early 90s at the motor show. The rubbish we keep, hey? Um, I'm going to show this to you. It's a picture of a CD. Feast your eyes on that. Oh, whoa. What? Oh, Accent on Style mm. by Hyundai. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> or Hyundai. Is, hun, hun, or, is it hun, Hyundai? Hun, I've been corrected. You've got to sound like one of those trains leaving Sounds the station. Like one of those slow trains. And the, it'll be like the, and the clutch slipper from 1501, clutch slipper from Cambridge to Ely, is about to depart. You'll hear it because the fucking thing's pulling out of the station for one minute, 20 seconds. So, it's a That's amazing. accent on style, the picture, oh. library photo of a happy couple sitting outside a French cafe. Do you know, I, I think we can date this be, because... That is when the, we'll show you the photo. If you're a patron, we'll put it on the show notes mm. and things. But the, the the photo depicts a couple outside a, a, a I don't know a, a, a cafe in a European country. I, I think it's, it's it's French, possibly Parisian. It's that quintessentially French cafe yeah. chairs and table setup. But do you not think this is in the eighties when a lot of people dressed as fifties people? I don't oh. mean like properly fifties. I mean yeah, 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 faux fifties. But yeah. then also the French sort of have that slight. On enduring love affair with fifties Americana, yeah, don't they? There's a lot of that. And only the good bits. Not only the good bits. Oh yeah, they cherry pick. Because yeah, why would you? Yeah. So what? The, the constant smoking. Yeah, and the uh, <laughs> yeah, just asbestos everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's perfectly good for you. Eat more. Um, Billy Holiday, Gloria Gaynor, Percy Sledge, James Brown, John Lee Hooker. Talking of James Brown, we must mention that. Oh my god! That, that video I sent you. How have we not mentioned that already? Was it like some national news yeah. interview? He's in the eighties. Was it early eighties? I can't figure out if he's high or if he's just being James Brown. I think it's a little of both. I but. think he's. <laughs> if he's not high in then that interview, he's just high on being James Brown. I see. He's high. What was high? Obviously, past tense Brown. Mm. But it was unbelievable. Yeah. He was, he was eyes rollingly out there. Just nuts. Well, again, we'll put a link up for, for patrons. But yes, the godfather of soil being interviewed on American News and just making no sense whatsoever. Yeah, this, but this is, it's 12, also I just noticed, 12, 12 classic, classic tracks. And then... Does that say Nina Simons? Nina, Nina, oh, no, Simone. Nina, Nina Simons. I was thinking they got it wrong. Just, <laughs> Nina Simons. You look closely and these are all actually not... The the thing, people you think yeah, they Billy are. Vacation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Percy Toboggan, yeah, got him. <laughs> Ray Charles, okay, yeah. So I thought that's a bit special, but also the fact that Tom's kept it for that long. Is... Tom, why? I've got to ask because I'm a bit of a hoarder and I'm trying to cleanse. <laughs> um, why? Why did you keep it? Did, did, was it genuinely good music? Because I have had that before. I had a an album called I think it was a petrol station album. It was called something like. Um, emotionally yours or high on emotion what yeah and it had a picture of a rose on a floor so like a dropped rose on the ground oh my God. and it it looked shit but actually the the music selection on it as a compilation were good so I kept it for years I might even still have it oh my God. I might still have, I've still got all my CDs 
Ah, well, you should dig it out. You on could, that we, side we, we of things, Oliver. Or you could give it away at the next live show. I couldn't do that. Uh, oh, really? It's, it's too No, precious. I will do that. I need to do, um, that. I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another message here from Alan McPherson, who uh, he he's listened to. About, yeah, he's, he's just an <laughs> absolute strutter. <laughs> the um, podcast where we talked about. We talk, oh, you needed to dry out your element, and we were talking about doing like dangerous things with extension leads. Yes. Um, Alan said, I was reminded of a method my dad used to make sure our mini started in the winter when the conditions were cold and frosty. I'm guessing this is the mention of dad and mini. I'm guessing I, originally. Oh, in fact, his engine title is Engine Heating on an Original Mini. So we know it's an old school mini. I'm now one. worried about how dangerous the next few sentences well, are going to well, be. Well, let me tell you. We used to park the car on the road by our house. And my dad put one of those old one kilowatt single bar electric heaters out of the window on an extension and placed it under the engine. What? It was just the right size to fit snugly, and he'd leave it on for 30 minutes or so before trying to start the car. His idea was it would nicely warm the engine and dry out the electrics. And to be fair, it almost seemed to do the trick. But how much did it cost him in electricity? (laughs) In retrospect, it probably wasn't the safest thing to do, Alan concludes, especially as the engine was a bit leaky with oil. (laughs) What? How long is the extension lead as well? Well, it's hard to know the layout of the house, isn't it? Because I suppose if you lived like on, say, you know, kind of terrace street with just front door pavement road, not not too long. If you lived in a sort of large suburban house, garden, We're talking 50 metres. I mean, you could daisy chain them, I suppose, for extra danger. You cannot, not with a a one bar (laughs) or even more than one bar fire. Uh, As as a note, Alan also says, another trick that his dad has was when the throttle cable on the Mini snapped, we were out. So he got an old square nail with which he managed to jam open the throttle connection on the SU carb, meaning it was revving at around 3,000 RPM. We had to dip the clutch to stop and got some strange looks at traffic lights, but did get the 15 miles or so home. He used to moan that modern cars couldn't do that and were therefore useless. <laughs> I can't Can you imagine how God. hot under the collar exactly. the Mini was going to be with its sideways radiator? Well, he wouldn't need to use the, the heater after that because the engine would have been hot for about six weeks afterwards. But yeah, that's... Um, so you know, I, I, I know it's an older person thing to say, but younger people have no idea how mm, shonky car mm, life used to be. Mm, yeah. We're not talking like, oh, I've got a classic. It's just, no, I can't afford a more modern car, so yeah. I've got to live with this. But well, there's a difference, isn't there? You go, oh, I'm going, there's a there's a thing, there's a show I want to go to, so I'm going to get my classic going. Yeah. It's sort of your choice. And yeah. if all else fails, you've probably got a modern car to go places. But this is this life is or it. death, or at least work or get sacked. Like our dads. Yeah, yeah. My, my, yeah. I mean, my parents' cars were like that. The well, also... Our dads had the both had the benefit of being engineers, so at least they had some sense of maybe what they were doing. But imagine if you weren't and you but you you didn't you know you couldn't get to a garage, you couldn't afford to take it to a garage, but you had to get around. Well, that's when what you learn that you learn. I suppose quickly. you had to learn. Yeah, yeah. You had to learn quickly because um, cars were a bit cack. <laughs> but I mean, like I don't understand the whole. I'll go back to that mini. I don't understand about the heating up the engine thing for it to start better. You just make the ignition better because that's what makes it start. I, I just mean, a stronger spark. Was he using some sort of incredibly thick oil, like sort of you know? Straight fifty, yeah, that stuff <laughs> they used to fuel cargo ships, cruise ships. See, yeah, that's so you could just stand it up in a block. So um, I don't. He had to because the, the sump would have been 
Well, it's like a Christmas pudding, you know, like old Christmas pudding that bakes onto the bowl when, yes. you, when, you, when, you, when you've left <laughs> it on the draining board. Exactly that. Oh, um, goodness. John Holroyd uh, is on the same theme. Uh, he says, uh, talking of heating garages via extension leads and fan heaters reminded me of an extreme instance of this a few years ago. When living in Poland in the early 2000s, I was trudging down the street on a dark winter evening and almost tripped on a cable laying on the pavement. On closer inspection, I realised that the cable led from the front door of an apartment building to an aged Volvo 240DL estate. Oh, sweet. A sweet, sweet car. Sweet, sweet car. An orange glow emanated from within the cabin, which warranted further inspection. I was staggered to see an ancient three-bar heater on full blast in the passenger footwell. <laughs> what? Is it thawing, thawing it out? I, th- I don't know. Well, John says, whether this was a temporary remote heating device to get the car warmed up for the owner's evening shift, or was left on all night, I will never know. It was too cold to hang around to find out. But that is, it does beg a lot of questions. It begs an awful, it could have been the scenario like me with the Honda, where mm. it's a bit damp, and yeah. you have on-street parking in that instance. It well, was bloody annoying. I it was, yeah, way. early 2000s, and it was an aged Volvo 240. Yeah. It's probably, you know, at an age where seals could have gone, still got a screen with a gasket and stuff like that, where it's just going to piddle water into the footwells if you let it, isn't yeah. it? So, could be. I don't know. Too faulty. You should have faulty. taken it to the garage with a really long name in Wales. It's oh, a yeah. very easy journey from Poland. From Poland. <laughs> you just get on the A... Uh, <laughs> I mainly came for the stickers. Oh, sorry, we've run out. You think about um, it, though, in Poland, they stopped making the little Malauch, Malauch mm-hmm. uh, Fiat 126 mm. in 2000. Mm. So, I mean... What? I don't know. I don't have another line after Oh, I see. I thought there was a point. I'm just thinking out loud. Just, of like, just well, reminiscing there, about Polish there'd be, there'd still be an awful lot of cars that were basically 70s. Oh, yeah. I mean, a 240 was basically 70s as well. Although someone I was talking to in Poland once told me that once the um you know the poland was sort of freed from communism mm. that people couldn't wait to get rid of soviet era cars yeah so there's no affection for them there's not as much affection you know sort of cars here from the 70s 80s whatever really old cars are someone cares about them yeah but everyone in poland it was like they're a symbol of something they wanted to turn their back on so they do there's sort of Got there rid. aren't many around they get you know it's very rare to find an FSO Bolognese or something because you know, everyone just wants to throw the fuckers in the bin. Yeah, I, um, miss, I miss my my Polsky Fiat. Do you? Yeah, I regret. It was, a, it was a sweet, sweet car. It was sweet, sweet, sweet car. I mean, lovely. The brakes, the brakes could have. Oh, the brakes were absolutely dismal. But um, apart from that, uh, the, now, well, this is a. I, I was going to reply to this one privately, but I thought I oh, will do it on the on the show instead. This is from Justin Pierce. Oh, he's not got he's not got spots on his winky, has he? Yeah, it's one of those. Okay, I, 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 I think because yeah, I, he emailed the wrong show, didn't yeah. he? That's what he said. He's oh, Doctor Smith and Doctor Sniff. Yes. Uh, he uh, he says me and my buddy are the writers for our own comedy automotive website, which is called Miss Shift Into My Ass. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Misshiftintomyass.wordpress.com. I'm going to have to look at that. Feel free to take a look around at what we've done so far. Anyway, we've noticed the satire articles and general great sense of humour from your duo, and it poses the question, how do we reach an audience? We're both engineers doing this in our free time, but we really enjoy writing these articles, and we're more or less the only people who see it. The dream is to write slash talk to an actual audience. 
any leads for us newbies. Um, Miss shift into my ass. Yeah. I, a, so AWS, so American spelling. Yeah, that's from it's from Justin and Andrew. Okay. Um, I, uh, who's also known as Monty for some reason. I I don't know why. Perhaps he has a Montego. Oh, he definitely um, does. But I don't know what advice I can possibly. No, give. except I. I mean, I might start by changing the name of the website. I. I, it, I it's. It it's sounds slightly off-putting. Bit fetish. Yes. Yes. I don't. Am I missing something? Is it a reference to something else? Misshift. It like misshift would be a name for a website. I'm sure it's taken already. Yeah. Uh, was it in fact they went oh let's register misshift oh it's taken what can we do just add something at the end of it into, into my ass yes, yeah it's perfect, absolutely perfect. Yeah. yeah it's absolutely perfect I was actually going to uh, uh, go with uh, with uh, talk curve but that's taken as well so what about talk curve into my ass talk you know? curve out of my ass ah that'd be yeah, good yeah. there we go oh I'd only bought ass seen on screen once I'd like to buy it and so- <laughs> So, someone had already bought it. I was pissed. Like, seen on screen. Yeah. So when it, when it, when I was seen on screen, now ASOS, the big company, oh, yes, when that first course. launched, I just thought as seen on screen might be a really good new adult hub that I could sell in five years well, time. It for. just records. Hang on, wasn't this the plot to a film? Well, as seen on screen. No, but I was going to say it just records instances of when films in films when someone gets their ass out. But wasn't that oh. a gag in? Uh, knocked up the film where um, what's his name plays a slacker and him one of his housemates is setting up a website that just details with time codes when nudity occurs in films I don't even I've never even heard of this Knocked Up was um, who was it? Kristen Wiig I want to say (laughs) no it's not it was her, her who's married to Judd Apatow it's a Judd Apatow movie Let's not get bogged down in that. I, I'm lost. Anyway, maybe I'm, that's where I were wrong, though. Here's just, where I'm at, Richard. Here's where I'm at. I, uh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm know. I'm confused. Oh, there's all of us. Uh, um, maybe that's... But I, I should have called my website Sniff Petrol Into My Ass. Yeah, or Blow It. <laughs> uh, or, <laughs> yeah, blow, blow Petrol Up My Ass. Yeah. The, the Stevie Nicks car satire website. The, yeah, Rooster Tail Petroleum Into My Jackson. <laughs> it's a great site. Um, as well, well that, so that, I mean, my only bit of advice would be maybe look at the name. I don't know. It's a bit odd. But then, you know, it's memorable, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, we've said it several times by accident yeah. on this. But then the only other advice I could say is just keep at it. It's, it's, it's a war of attrition, really. It is. And sound bites, you can always lure people in, which is why I guess these sorts of... The, 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 the world of TikTok and YouTube shorts and everything that's a bit short and quick. Mm. Qu- something that's quotable. Get some funny quips out there and then attach your name to it at some point and then people will, will remember it, like Richard said, and then go in. But, I mean, really, I don't know because it's, it is a bit of a sort of, like, fishing game. You cast your, your rod into the pond mm. and uh, and something may or may not bite and one day it might be a fucking huge fish. Other times it might be an old boot mm. or a stolen car or an old safe with some knives yeah. in it. So, yeah, fucking huge fish up my ass. Old boot up my <laughs> So versatile, oh, I, isn't it? You can add it to almost anything. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I like this. I like this website buying procedure. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm down with it. Um, this, I, this, uh, James Tregellis, Tregellis, 
Oh, that's, I mean, that's a Cornish camping lot. Uh, yes, it is, isn't it? it Trigellis, or it's, it's a town in Cornwall. It's always a TRE something. Yeah. Uh, have you been to uh, Trigellis Beach? Yes, it's very nice. Oh, it's yeah, secluded. It's quite busy in the summer. That's very, that one's the secluded. We do that thing, we talked about this before on the podcast with people, because I, I, sort of, I kind of almost <clears> refuse to go to Cornwall, because it's just such an arsehole to get there. We, I mean, it, we used to say that when I lived in Somerset. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I live in the West Country yeah. now, technically. You're near, but I still you're go, near oh, my there. God, no, I can't face it. But then people go, go, oh, no, we go every summer. It's no problem at all. You you simply get up at 2 a.m. and yeah. uh, and you get on the road. And with the following wind, you will be there in nine or ten hours. It's really simple. It's like, but you live in Exeter, and that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, so, it's a shit idea. Uh, Tregellis Beach is a place I'll never go. But James Tregellis uh, has sent us a message... Um, he says, I was clearing out some paperwork, stumbled across the attached grainy pictures of my very first car. Feast your eyes on that, Johnny. Hang on, what's this? What, is that a Suzuki Baleno? No, that is a Daihatsu Charade Saloon. Oh, that's right. Oh, the, the last one, the last one it's had an incident. Is that a, is that a, is that a Charade Saloon? Yeah. I don't even, didn't even know they made them. Incredible rarity. Well, James explains a little bit about this. Um, he says, I never realised what a weird thing it was. Full leather interior... Four tiny electric windows and sunroof, all of which could be opened and closed via remote control. What? And also note the tiny boot spoiler. Who specified leather seats on this tiny weird saloon? Why could you have a hatchback with 1.3 or 1.6 litre engine, but saloons only came with a 1.5? What? It's very strange. It just sounds like you're making it up. I bought this from a local dealer when I was 17. And promptly wrote it off a day after my 18th birthday. No That's way. the crash pick explained. Hang it on a minute. Like so, so remote control sunroof? Yeah. Well, I guess it's one of those ones maybe you could hold down the... If you had a remote fob, you could hold down the buttons. Like you can a lot of cars. Hold down the lock, unlock, and it would do all that. Which global opening, they call it, don't they? But I quite like that. It's My brother used to love that with mm. the sats. Um, anyway, he asked. He's, actually, so we, we out, outed him by saying his full name. He signs his email Trek, but before he, he signs off, he said, "I wondered what the most bizarre spec car you have ever encountered is." Extra points for the car being mundane. All the best, Trek. Oh. Well, um, oh no, here we go. No, but I, well, funny enough, um, Jonathan, who very kindly set up our live show at the car barn, used to be a, an Alpha Fiat salesman. And he was telling me about... Do you remember in the UK, there was a ProDrive Brera? Yes. Do you remember? Yes. It's called the Brera S, I think. Yeah, I do remember that. And they were... Brera's... A, a V6, I think. Or was it a two? I had a two-litre. Maybe had both. I'm yeah. going to misremember this now. Sorry, John. Yeah, because it was front-wheel drive V6, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. So, but it was... The ProDrive modifications were done once the car had arrived in the UK... Right, okay. So, what they used to do is order a V6 with, I think, some options on, but the smallest wheels possible, because they were going to replace them. They were going to bend them. Yeah. And then, the... Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like, what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Idea of doing this program on it didn't sell very well, so they decided to stop doing it. But they'd already ordered another batch of V6 Braeros with small wheels on them, which would then broadly unsaleable because they look like shite and uh and, and the gearing was ultra low because i guess so. they were on 12 inch wheels <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so that's got a good weird spec but a weird spec with a backstory i like um that. i like that but uh, like in the olden days a bit like police spec cars they would have probably ordered those good segue because this brings me to another message from um a chap called ed holness who um, we were talking about BMW ceasing to supply, supply police cars in the UK. Yes. But quite a lot of messages about I'm having this. blocks drilled through, which yeah. still makes me chuckle. It's nuts, isn't it? There's a load. If uh, I, I didn't put a link to this. I think uh, Brightwells, is it the auction people? Auction people yeah. have got a bunch of um, ex-police at the moment. Five, uh, X5s, 5 Series, 3 Series. They're all 330s, 530s. And, um, yeah. They even try and put a picture, a badly taken photo of the engine. You're sort of looking at, what am I looking at here? And then you can see, sometimes you can see swarf where they've... No. Yeah. They've just, just, they've just drilled through the block. You're saying auction, you've just reminded me to say hello to our New Zealand listeners. Because ah. apparently they say auction. Do they? Yeah. So it's not just people from the sort of West Midlands. I uh, bought a sofa last week from... A, 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 New Zealand? Yeah. It's, it's shipping costs. Did you borrow someone, a friend's Previer to go yeah. and get it? <laughs> yeah. no, I think buying something from New Zealand, you have to buy a, a sort of really interesting JDM estate oh, that yeah. you can't get here because they like JDM. In, What's in the thing with the twin um, rear wipers? Oh, there's a few. They were a bit like a Toyota... Um, or Mazda 929. Yes, or a Toyota Crown big. estate. And, uh, there's a few of those. Um, and I think... What was the last one that came here that had twin wipers? Did the Camry, Camry Estate? Yeah. Camry Estate. So the uh, what was I saying? Oh yes, yeah, so the, the, the sales lady in the um, in the sofa shop was from New Zealand, and she said cushions in a really extraordinary way. Like what? I can't do it. That's the thing. <laughs> she said it, and I almost want to go. Could you say that again? Cushions. Cushions. New Zealand is a hard accent to do, yeah. isn't it? And people often just sort of do a lazy Aussie sort of, and it's yeah. not. It's, it's not. It's, it's, it's clapped. It's very clapped. Clapped. Very different. Yeah, very South African, isn't it? Sorry, New Zealand listeners. I've got to go to New Zealand at some point. It's so nice. I've heard it's amazing. It's I've so nice, it. and the people are so nice. And uh, yeah, I know I'd like New Zealand a lot. I'd love to yeah. go back. It's just quite far away, isn't it? But well, it is, Richard. But that's yeah. probably what makes it nice. Well, it could be keeps the twats away. Well, <laughs> you, you s- I mean, I would twats. be one of the few British people going to New Zealand who isn't interested in going to any of the locations where Star Wars was filmed. Hey, eh? I think Star Wars was filmed in. Yeah, New it's Zealand. Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Oh, all right. Yeah, that one. Another one I'm not interested in. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't want to see any Star Wars locations. Well, it's okay because there aren't any. What about um, Lord Off of the Rings? If Lord Out of the Rings. Imagine if the next one was just going Lord Off of the Rings. How many headlines in magazines and stuff to do with Audis and the Nurburgring? Oh, what? 
have used Lord of the Rings yeah, or Lord yeah, yeah. of Rings. It's it's that or it's when something sets a new Nürburgring lap record. Lord of the Ring gets dusted off by Ringleader. Ringleader. Yeah. Yeah. Ring ding a ding. Ring peace. That yeah, well, there's a few of those. Um, yeah. What were we saying? Peace. Oh yeah. Anyway, no. So uh, four uh, piece uh, ringer. Uh, BMW police cars. Yeah. Ed Holness um, has. Well, he makes two points. He's, he was curious about why this relationship has been ended now because he points out that the N57 engine, which is the root of all these issues, hmm. was replaced years ago. The B57 was introduced in 2015, the B57TU in 2020, and the last N57 cars came out in about 2020. So modern cars are not a problem. It suggests the relationship broke down for how it was dealt with rather than the engine itself, which is a fair point. Hmm. But I also wonder if the police went, you've got to prove to us this new engine doesn't do the same thing and BMW just kind of went we can't we're not gonna that's an engineering project yeah you can't just go hey Heinz you pretend to be a British policeman for a day with that <laughs> that 330 of yours and and then go yeah it's fine that's like they'd have to sort of do come some kind of you know what well, they could type into onto a rolling road so, um, simulation software which simulated um, yeah. a pair of police officers <laughs> doing what they would do in Coventry and they just yeah. go, right, so how long are you in this lay-by-four idling? Oh, about, about 35 minutes, yeah. right? What? Okay. Okay, and it, um, what's the setting of the air conditioning or the heating? Oh, oh it's okay. about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cold, cold in Coventry that day. Yeah, and, and what, how many Bluetooth devices have you got going at any moment? Well, that's it, sort of parameters, aren't they? They also they couldn't do it with a normal 360. They have to go, hang on a minute. So we've got to do the police spec one yeah. with all the kit on it because then there's going to be extra loads on the alternator and whatever yep. just to make sure it's realistic and then what and then full throttle yeah because we're chasing some crims oh yeah right okay do you know what we can't be arsed with this, no, this is, we're BMW I, fuck off we've got I'd better like things it. to do what about if it, I'm, I'm thinking you know we talked a while ago about neutral slamming um, yes. in auto boxes <laughs> which is just a satanic <laughs> activity <laughs> but, but it's um, drive slamming Oh, it's what reverse slamming or drive slamming. Well, it's just anything that or changes just, just sl- where it feels like metal is meeting metal the in a jolt. really aggressive way. Yeah, jolty. I'm thinking neutral's what, okay. I think. Picture this: the the, the the root of all of this evil is because um, BMWs are sitting idling for a long amount of time in neutral rather than P. I mm. don't know why. It's closer to D for a pursuit situation. Mm. But what happens is, is when they, a car goes past at 100 miles an hour, and the police suddenly go, "Shit, follow that mm. car." They, they press the gas before putting it into D. Oh, yeah, but they do. It's already at four and a half thou, and Ooh. then it's slapped into D, and Ugh. that, that does something naughty in the trans. Jolty. That's jolty. There'll be Now there'll be a listener who goes, actually, wouldn't do anything. Um, be absolutely fine. Well, yeah, they will, because our listeners are clever, and they know all sorts. So this is the thing that Ed uh, pointed out in his message, is that because the relationship between BMW and the police has come to an end and has possibly been sort of in decline for quite a while now. There have recently been a few nearly new 3 and 5 series in Bogo police spec that have ended up for sale on Auto Trader. Oh, nice! Because he says, I guess they're cancelled orders. And he's, he's, he sent a link to one of them, and it's fascinating because it actually says in the ad, surplus to requirements, and it's got 660 miles on it, but it's a 330D but with cloth seats... Yeah, and it's base spec. It's not M Sport. Ah, it's, it's just Howatz, which is now the basic three seats. But I look this up. You this, can't. This could be the best three thirty about. Well, I, it, I mean, it's certainly appealing. Yeah, you just go, that's a no nonsense kind of car. I mean, it's almost a bit sort of 
You know, the way that you used to be able to in the US, you know, sort of those order codes where you put biggest engine in it's lowest spec car. car. It's a, bit, it's a muscle it's exactly car. It's a kind of, it's a German muscle car. Base model. trim, yeah. biggest output, put them together. So, yeah, it's 660 miles on it. So it's, it's a, essentially a new car, but yeah. I'd like to know how, um, if that weighs less. Because typically base spec, there's yeah. less shit in there. Well, it's on, it's also, because it's base spec, it's on the smallest wheel. So, it, I mean, it's got a weigh less than it could if it was loaded up with shites and things so what are we thinking composite doors composite bonnet and boot and then put it on fi- put it on 15 inch forged wheels with some beautiful sticky rubber yeah and 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 oh oh look what you've got you've got yourself a ring leading uh, ring. saloon <laughs> ring smashing yeah. Um, yeah, smasher of the rings. Perfect. Uh, oh, no, actually, funny enough, um, since we just briefly touched on Alfa Brera's, uh, a chap called Jace. It's a pretty car, that. It is, but they were so disappointing. I know, they're just good to look at. Well, this is sort of where Jace is going with his message. He says, I was wondering what dodgy old car you would like to resurrect with a full resto mod. Yeah. I. Uh, I was talking uh, with an old friend the other week and our conversation turned to motors. I admitted that the Alfa Brera, when it was launched, uh, was the greatest looking car I'd ever seen, mm. besides the Aston Zagato, that is. There was no way I was going to get one, given the historic reputation of Alfa. But money, no object. Today, I'd love to find one and send it off to Alfa Holics. Oh, what, make it the car it should have been. Well, yeah. Imagine that, a completely sorted Brera, as it should have been. That's what Chase says. Beautiful styling and no concerns over rust, electricals or mechanicals. It's a flipping great idea. That's a great idea. It's also because resto mods sort of tend to be, at the moment, what, 60, 70 stuff probably predominantly, don't they? Mm. But a 90s or 2000s resto mod. It's a cool idea. So, so, so still a fairly simple car in terms of ECU-ness and wiring loom mm. uh, complexity. I'm down with that. Mm. Let's let it call it. Okay, so think of a 90s or slash early. So it's got to be 20 years old or more, really. So Millennium yeah. is the cutoff. Yeah. What would you go for? A good-looking car that's ultimately disappointing. That's what you're looking for. Well, on that, because I was going to say Mark 1 MR2, because they're a bit rotty, aren't they? They are a bit rotty. But if you could have one... With a you know brand new shell, yes, golf it, and golf, yeah. and then just sort of, I don't want loads of power, but just a sort of a nice engine in it, yeah, and and just a few mod cons. I just think that's so hard. But talking of good-looking cars that were a bit disappointing, I gather I've never driven one. The second generation MR2, yeah, that's a nice-looking car, an underrated-looking yeah. car. I think it's my favourite-looking Mister Two. Yeah. I prefer it to the Mark 1. I do as well, looks-wise, yeah. yeah, yeah and I loved it when the, the aftermarket snorkels... Yes. They're the, the, like periscopes. I think they yeah. called them periscope intakes. Yeah. They look really good. Look, purpose on Max Power used to feature... They loved them in Ireland. Really? They d- always went for the JDM turbo versions, which mm. we never got, I don't think. Mm, no. And they went for the twin snorkel, or periscope, whatever. And, yeah, they used to wind them up on the... Uh, on, they, they, they map in them. Giving them a really good remap because I and, liked uh, and they were sort of lesser spotted, but that shape of MR2. Do you remember there was a base model that didn't have the rear wing on it? Yeah, and it was uh, just then it was suddenly very, very pretty. You know, it sort of it was just quite, yeah. quite simple. But then they tend to come with quite small wheels, and it had the sort of least exciting engine in it. But actually, as a shape, yeah, base model, uh, base model three hundred ZX, the um, Fair Lady. Mm. 
that didn't have any spoilers, and yeah. I think it's a prettier car. Prettier car, well. definitely. Sweet, sweet, sweet car. car. See, again, they're quite nice looking, but a bit cack. You could do good things with that. I mean, also, you've got space for a straight six in there, so you could put all sorts of shit. Fucking 2JZ, mate. Oh, yeah. Stay Although it is, it's tr- crossing the streams, Nissan and Toyota. It's true. People don't it? care anymore, seemingly. Do they not? Huh. I don't know, I would. Well, says the guy putting a Civic Type R engine in an Allegro. Maybe that's it. I could have my Mark One MR2 sliced down the middle and widened so it could take a straight six crossways like a princess. What's a great idea? Or a Freelander. Yeah, the idea of putting shit engines, older <laughs> engines, in more modern cars. People have thoughtless resto. Oh, it's just so. It's just khaki. <laughs> khaki devolution <laughs> resto mods isn't it, it I have there's, there's, there's yeah. a few about and I, it just makes me confused I found one of the whatever it was 12 panther solos they ever made but uh, I've had it rebuilt with a with a Volvo five cylinder out of an A50 in it for no reason whatsoever no not the turbo the diesel yeah 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 the thrifty one I want some thrift <laughs> give me some thrift for crying out loud. Oh, yeah you know like you it's like someone. Oh yeah, I've bought a, um, a salvaged, flood damaged, um, full spec Range Rover mm. that's six years old, mm. but I can't afford to run it. Um, so I've taken the whole drivetrain out of it, and it's now front wheel drive, three cylinder <laughs> turbo. <Yeah. laughs> but it looks completely the same I've as any other a, Range Rover. Yeah, put a K series out of a crashed Metro into it. It's yeah, fine. It it's moves. Fine. Yeah. Just yeah. Front wheel drive. <laughs> front wheel drive. Because the, the 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 prop shaft was wet. From the flood damage, so I had to throw it away. You just, just got, got just saving weight, super Legera. Yeah, I. Uh, what else? I told you that even? idea of doing a P thirty eight drift car. I had one uh, not that long ago, about two years ago, three years ago. Somebody did this, didn't they? They made a not a P thirty eight. I think it was a three two two track car. Did they? Yeah. It's did they piston heads. Did they take the chassis off it and put it on something else? Did they re put a body on Well, it? because it had monocoque by then, so they just dropped it. Ah. They dropped it and stripped it, stripped the interior. So it's a, like a real diet, heavy diet car. Yeah, basically. But then, and then I think they sort of lowered it, or they, they tricked. I think one of the guys involved in the project was a Land Rover engineer, or used to be. So he knew his way around some of the uh, guts and yeah. bits of that car. And I think they did something where they like tricked the air suspension to go into access mode permanently. Oh, wow. So it was dropped onto the floor. Stiff. For done. less roll. And there's some like this is. Oh, I'll have to find out and try and put a so link. You can up. put plexiglass windows in so the mm. higher the, the centre of gravity is lower. Yeah, it's quite a fun project. I have this feeling that the, one of the people involved did email us a long time ago, possibly when we were still doing videos. So if you did and you're out there, I do apologise and please get in touch again. Wasn't that Land Rover Discovery Rally car? Was it? That rings a bell. Someone put an M3 engine in a Discovery Two. Oh yes. Is there a clip of it doing a hairpin where it just tail out? Yes. And, it's, and it, of course, it, it is a BMW to here. And then you open your eyes and you go, oh, it looks like an XAA recovery <laughs> discovery. <laughs> it's just an amazing. That is, a, that is quite a cool project. Yeah. It's daft. No, yeah. no, no, it's no logic to it. No, but, but I it's like it. endearingly daft, isn't it? That's what I like about it. I like, exactly. I like uh, silliness. That was, what did I see the other day? I just went, I like that because it's silly. And I can't remember what it was. Was it one of the uh, monthly times that I email you a link to a Buddhist hearse? <laughs> yes. Or, or okay. a. Uh, what's the other thing I used to find a lot? Mitsu- Mitsuoka Vutes. Yes, but I just. I feel like one day I will accidentally buy a Mitsuoka oh, Vute because yeah. I find them amusing. I, we, we have to have a. And we've got to be, you know, B side Inspector Morse. 
uh, well, now, speaking of this, a chap called James emailed us and, and said, uh, I found the ideal vehicle for Johnny on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, shit, here we go. Um, I won't say what it is. He's described it, but he said, even the wheels are cool. Hopefully all the automatics are like my parents' one. I can remember being my parents' auto Carlton towing a trailer to Avon Park and my dad laughing at the fog of automatic transmission being burnt that the car left behind on hills. He was laughing about that. I think that. He, probably transmission fluid, I guess. Anyway, feast your eyes on this. Well, let's have a look Oh, <laughs> okay, so it's a hearse, Carlton, Vauxhall Carlton Estate, or Eagle Quest. I think they were made Is that by, what they were? Eagle Quest? Which sounds like a... We, we were talking about old computer games the other, <laughs> the other week. <laughs> it does sound It really like is. It's an 8-bit, it's an 8-bit uh, computer game uh, where obviously you have to do some sort of daring mission. Uh, that looks really Minecrafty. Like a clueless child who's Minecrafted it. Yeah, it's it's so for the listeners, it's it is a an eagle quest. We think uh, Vauxhall Carlton based hearse, but somebody has cut the roof from the waist up off and made it a pick and moved it forward. But yeah, that is the original tailgate panel, isn't it? So it yeah. has a ludicrously high back window just behind the passenger compartment, and then a sort of. It's very small, strange. Small pickup bed. I think very I'm going strange. to say that in order for that window to seal, yeah, there'd be so much of that gloop. What's that sealant gloop? Oh yeah. Well, look, you can see Tiger in the pickup seal. bed. Look, they, I think they've cut what would have been the wooden um, shelf. You know, the floor, the high floor that Paul the bearers, whatever on. it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they've just cut through it, and it looks. Shit. Terrible. I think it. Look, I'd like. I'd, I do like the Eagle Quest. I have to mm. say, you know, I've got but a not thing. not butchered. No like one has been bowsawed like that. I don't that. think you need that in your life. Well, of, that's just no. That's dogmud. I, I ain't got time for that. But thanks for sending it to us. Yes, um, it's uh, much appreciated. Who sent that to us? Uh, that was a chap called James. Uh, he doesn't give us a name. So it's just James. Should we just James. read out his email address? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam signs off Sam in Wiltshire Sam um, he heard me talking about uh, when was this like three or four weeks ago dual control cock-ups which oh gosh that was good brother's story about the bag on the on the um, (laughs) brake pedal of a dual control defender Um, uh, so uh, Sam is a firefighter I assume he is, because uh, he says, I was driving a spare fire engine. Brackets, Dennis Sabre, if you're interested. Oh, he, I mean, like, he's an Hi. old school mutant. Dennis Sabre. Yeah. He's, he's a magician. <laughs> yes. He's a... Well, I don't know, or is he? Or is he? Is he's he Blackpool Seafront magician in the Did I, Was I saying to you the other week that when you get on transatlantic flights there's always a man going into sort of business class who looks like he might be a rock star but he's old and you can't place him because he's always got a leather hat on does have a leather hat and there's a mystery shopper on all aeroplanes yeah but they, they, they just go this guy looks and there was one when we came back from America yeah there were there were two of them getting on the flight, and sure enough, they turned left and went into um, you know, club. Do you club. think they were old school musicians? Well, it was it was the it was it was the guy who fitted the exact profile of aging rock star, but like clearly got a few quid because he's going up the pointy end. But mm-hmm. don't recognise him at all. He was, maybe he is the you know. Could you identify the guitarist from Pantera? But actually, maybe he's dead. Uh, Oh well, then I hope he's not. <laughs> but he was with a woman, and he was with a classic rock, rock uh, aging rock star's wife, lady. And what did she look like? Peroxide and a lot of 
A lot of jewellery and a Rolex, I noticed. Oh, so. she would have gone heavy on bangles. Bangles. You've got lots of Stevie Nicks bangles. Like, it probably bang. took a half an hour to go through security because she had to bangle removal <laughs> took a long time and some goose fat to get them all off. <laughs> well, you know, you can't talk about goose fat without plugging the, the new Smith & Sniff merchandise, Richard. Good link. Uh, in fact, you've, you've got one. You might have. In fact, you do, an un- do an unboxing because they're really good when, you, oh, yeah. when there's no so, visuals. Yeah, this is... Do a descriptive, <laughs> do a descriptive unboxing. God, they've got a bag for life here. This is the fucking first some... time Richard's seen the flesh. Okay, so this is... Because this, I think, is, is the star of our new merch lineup. Is uh, This design will be on T-shirts shortly, but yeah. for now... It'll do this all day mugs. It's a static engine. Yeah. Uh, with it'll do this all day written underneath. Uh, Big flywheel. Lovely mug with Smith and Sniffer on the other side. These are nice. Yeah, two tone mug. These. Yeah, the, the, the quality's good, I think. Yeah. We're pleased with it. It's lovely. This is the reason we need to. There, it's a hard design to print on t shirts, apparently. So yeah. we're looking for someone who can. But do it'll that. do this all day. I'm, I'm, at some point, I'm going to have to drag you to a steam rally and hopefully. I mean, I'm not looking forward to seeing men of a certain age ladling goose fat onto. Uh, I don't know fast <laughs> friction surfaces. Uh, and the couple of seats we got, we got sports t-shirts. We've got a white one here. We also do a black one. Lovely eighty fold style typeface. And then uh, on that side of things, also nice retroy typeface on um, black or white t-shirts. And more t-shirt colours to come. To come. Well, and, and and the OG as well, Jeff. You just want a Smith and Sniff logo. We've probably oh, yeah, got some of those about. kicking about as well. Um, Keep that the classic collection. So yeah, they're classic. Sam says he was driving his Dennis Sabre from my station back to where he lived normally. It was about rush hour and I had a bag on the front seat. After hitting the brakes at a roundabout, the sirens inexplicably came on. <laughs> you can see where this is going. What's this was a, the bag? This was a problem, as it was quite naughty. But no issue. I hit the pedal to turn them off. It didn't work. I was very much shitting myself at this point, especially as people were moving out of, of the course, way. Of course they were. It's quite hard, wasn't it? You can't go, no, don't get out of my way. And you can't not get out. You can't go, no, I'm not going through that gap. Because well, then they'll go, what's you turn that? It, You put the window down in the car and go, is this for real? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? My only choice was to ditch it at the side of the road and hit the isolator switch, which cut power to everything. I sat for a bit and then switched it back on, hoping the turn it off and back on again trick had worked. An amusing wail of siren said no. I sat a while longer contemplating an embarrassing phone call before I worked out that my bag had fallen off the passenger seat onto the second siren pedal on that side. This meant that in rush hour on this side, (laughs) had to reconnect the electricity, make an undignified run around the front of the truck, get in the cab and hit the pedal, all while the siren was sounding. Not the highlight of my career. I didn't know they had pedals for the siren. Well, that was going to be my question. I've never seen... So, like an electric guitar player, you've got foot pedals for the different effects. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Is that the the passenger's job, not the driver's job? Well, no, because from what he's saying, it sounds like... He, so he says, I hit the pedal to turn them off. So there must be a pedal on the driver's side. Yeah. But his bag had fallen onto the pedal on the passenger side. So it's a two-pedal system, I guess. So I that. bet it's some drivers don't want to be fussed with that. They're focusing on yeah. the drive. So yeah, like yeah. It's like a co-driver job. It's a co-driver job, isn't it? But I guess sometimes if you just want to do a little, then it's, you've got, you'd want to have control. Any firefighters who listen to this stupid podcast, if you could clarify, because I'm just keen to know. We must have more firefighters listening because they sit around a lot and they're quite bored and they'll need to fill time and, you know, when you get desperate, this kind of shit will be the kind of thing you might turn to. I don't know. Um, I love that. uh, Quickly, we should wrap this up soon, but um, we were talking about Tartras a couple of weeks ago 
Um, I know, and ever since I've been looking at you, yeah, it's it's and there's frustratingly few available for sale. <laughs> there to are fantasise about, but um, yeah. uh, a chap called Emil Emil Falk in Sweden uh, says Johnny looking into getting a Czech air-cooled barge will no doubt get the immediate approval of former Swedish Conservative Party Prime Minister and later Foreign Minister Carl Bildt. Ooh. Bilt spent a lot of time on diplomatic missions in Eastern Europe and has famously said, the world is never more beautiful than when viewed through the rear windows of a Tatra. Oh, I did not know this. Carl Bilt. Carl Bilt, Swedish politician, was a a, a Tatra enthusiast. Oh, shit. So that's another reason for me to emigrate to Scandinavia. You're just racking up reasons to to Reasons to to emigrate uh, off of Scandinavia. Um, Luke Brown said uh, he, he was when you were talking about the doom blue Mercedes ML guy with the <laughs> art gallery in your local town with the shapeless blazer yes shitting heck I what? forgot to tell you what uh, last week because you know I was having a, a pop well not a poppy but I was I was mocking the fact that you clearly live in quite a, what I described as a bougie town yes because they've got art galleries well I realised of course I live in fucking Bath slash Bath I, I was like I, oh, no I drove down yeah there's a street that's got at least one gallery on it, sort of little arty streets. Yeah, and, and there was a man in a Volvo uh, S seventy, so the eight fifty shape, but later. So, yes. So like you know the saloon one. Yeah. So you don't see him around so much because most people seem to buy the estates. Green, low green, so good. Of course, country pursuits green. Country pursuits green. So it's a surprise it wasn't the estate, but maybe the guy's allergic to Labradors or something. So he's a saloon loyalist. Maybe. Trying to come out of a space. I was like, I'll just let him out. Because he's already sort of nudged out a little bit and he clearly couldn't quite see. Yeah. So I stopped, let him out. Came out. As he's coming out, he then dropped the driver's window so that he could put his arm out and give me a big wave. But this allowed me to also see his face. And he was the most ruddy-faced <laughs> old money man you've ever seen. <laughs> and I swear he was wearing a gilet. Oh, my gosh. He could be the brother... Or the cousin of the guy I saw. Well, maybe. This is the thing. I just thought, art I wonder if he guys. owns an art gallery. Yeah, art gallery guy. But it's like old car, oldish yeah. car. But in good nick, by the way. Okay. So not ruined like the ML. No, no, it didn't seem to be. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, well, it was kind of, I suppose it was kind of doom green. It was, it was just like, it was full countryside. <laughs> doom doom green. green sounds different. He used to present talent shows in the 60s. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it was a really, uh, I just thought, but he was so sort of just like ruddy face, but in that kind of way where it's just That's like. That's three good sessions of red meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mi- red it? meat, red wine, oh. and a green Volvo. And gout um, for dinner. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, by the way, sorry, I just I should say, a couple of people wrote in about me saying bougie. Um, yeah, I'd never heard it, apart from in that Beyonce song. Uh, Dudley Allen says, I heard Richard talking about the American use of bougie. Surprise, surprise, I have some thoughts. Bougie is the Turkish word for spark plug. What? Derived, as many modern Turkish words are, from the French bougie d'alumagne. Alumagne. Is that right? Alumagne. Bougie d'alumagne. Is that a spark plug-in? Anyway. Um, wow. Turkish spark plug. Yeah. So, I, but he doesn't actually... I think that's my favourite letter so far. It just doesn't... It's, it, I, I'm going to have to look this up. Um, because... You Turkish spark plug. And now I've lost oh, somebody else. Oh, this is embarrassing. That's a sort of like... Danny it's been reasonably organised. Oh yeah, um, Ewan, Ewan, E W Y N, Ewan Bruniger, Bruniger. But sorry, Ewan. Anyway, he uh, he's American. He says bougies are an ignorant American way of not pronouncing the French term bourgeois. 
Oh. Which I, I think someone else pointed this out. Right, I did not know this. I'm, my, my knowledge of bougie was yeah, it's, so low. Um, I need to hang around with your wife more. Anyway, uh, Luke Brown, who I was going to read out the message from, he, uh, he was talking about the Doom Blue ML guy. He said he reminds me of a guy who drove a 1995 Jag XJ, which was an absolute heap, had no straight panels and wouldn't pass the NCT, the Irish MOT. But he looked very rough and unclean. However, he was an accomplished artist and would hand-deliver his art pieces. In it? In it, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I saw the car one day and it was identical to what Johnny saw inside the ML. Wow, this is brilliant. So hang on, again, an artist possibly delivering large pieces of work, canvases, yeah, in, etc. in a saloon, not in an estate or a van. The ML, I can see, but yeah, a sliding... Sliding the, it onto the back seat. Sliding a canvas into the big, big, big format canvas into the back of a 95. That's, that's, that's an, an XJ40. Uh, could be a little, be very late. It's more likely a X300. Okay. I'm pushing my pretend glasses up my nose. Okay. And um, yeah, but either way, same body shell, basically. Yeah. So yeah. that's a hard. Because I did that. Do you remember? Are you, I don't think you were there. I went to that. That event, there was an evening celebrating the life of Ayrton Senna, and they had a panel where it included like Manish Pandey, who pr- produced and wrote the Senna film. And I didn't. You told me you were going. And there was a blind auction where you basically had to write your name on a banknote and throw it in a bucket, and they pulled one out at random, and all the money went to charity, but the winner won this original artwork by oh, what's his name the guy I was going to say Frank Oz but he's the bloke from the Muppets who's the Paul Oz <laughs> Paul Oz the artist this, this painting of Senna this sort of quite nice painting of just sort of the side of Senna in his crash helmet yeah like a turn a turn face like no just we had a side on like he's just yeah. deep in thought um, which is probably about th- two and a half feet by four feet I mean, it's probably a standard canvas side but it's, it's, yeah. it's big and but this event took place quite close to my house where I used to live in London so I'd walked there and I was thinking I'll just wander home when it's done of course well you can't wander home with a fucking massive canvas particularly on a slightly breezy night so no, I to, no no not on a breezy night so I was delighted that I'd won it and um, I, I, but then I had to call a cab yeah. but then, but then a, 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 a prior's turned up and I was like I don't want to put it in the boot and lie it down and then the bloke's like cleaning products fall onto yeah, yeah, it yeah. because it's, it's original canvas and it wasn't it might have been wrapped in brown paper or maybe it wasn't I don't think protected. it was I don't think it was because because they'd been showing it off when, when they'd announced this this blind raffly thing but getting into the back of a normal car with an enormous canvas and you're worrying about just punching a head through it so yeah. you're a bit pissed yeah it was a nightmare. <laughs> so, did you give so it? I, did you give it to a tramp on the way home? No, <laughs> I still got it. It's okay. a nice picture. Um, anyway, where are we going now? I don't know. We should wrap this up because um, we should. Because I know. I know. I know. Johnny, guys, listen. Look, it'll do this all day, guys. Guys, listen. guys, guys. Look and learn. Um, did you like that thing on social media on Instagram that I put on the Smith and Sniff Instagram? Which, if you haven't visited it or started following us, you can. There's no no pressure. Um, but I put an Instagram story of someone coming out of a car show mm-hmm. in a BMW Z3 that was modified. Oh, yes. And basically cl- just clutch cl- sidestepped it <laughs> yeah. and then did the overcorrection one-handed palming. Yeah. And it did not. It just didn't work. Yeah. But unfortunately, did it in it, front of a crowd. It's, it was so palmy. Though, it's, it was not, just, it's the dedication to it. It's like once you're committed to the bit, yeah, you've got when, to the, stay when the steering there. unravels yeah. on a drift, you're yeah. not going to need to stay connected with the palm. You've got to let the thing unwind quickety quick. 
Uh, yeah, it was. It, I felt sad. And then someone commented and went, I had, I, I'd totally forgotten how good looking the Z3 was. And I'm not sure mm. I agree. No. I'm just thinking of Piers Brosnan in what looked to be yes. a very base modeling. Really Z3. base modeling, 1.9. <laughs> On 15 inch wheels going across a field or something. Yes. It, was, it was so pony. <laughs> and he didn't he sit really proud yes, of Yes, well, he did because they had those. I remember the seats were quite high in those, but they, yeah. they weren't good. So it just it? looks like it's one of those children's cars that's half scale. But didn't they have? it in the studio in, or you know on the set in supposedly in Q's lab but clearly they hadn't had time to do anything fancy to it so they just made up a load of shit oh yeah it's got lasers behind the headlights and it can fly but we're not <laughs> going to show you any of that he's going to drive it across a field bond is that alright yeah that's okay but exactly this is like just let's yeah. just get this done and then I could have a stiff drink at the hotel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very bond spec thing to do isn't it just get the fucking car out of the way let's go and drink uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all again that would be a really good one make budget motorsport challenge it would be yeah. base model Z3s that nobody cares about mm. um, and of course the pace car would be Doom Blue ML <laughs> 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 a really disappointing pace car just to throw the drivers off the scent. They're trying to prep for their race faces and there's this fucking idiot. <laughs> this fucking idiot in a pace car with, <laughs> with receipts flying out. Of <laughs> receipts and faggots. Just like littering the track before the race has even started. Like, what are you doing? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, right, well, let's, um, oh. let's wind it up. Uh, so, uh, yeah, before we go, we've got three things to tell you. Uh, they are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called uh, Interrogate Drake's Mates Show. <laughs> oh, in Johnny hunts down friends of the Canadian musician, ties him to a chair and demands to know his whereabouts. If that's not to your taste, then there's always the Late Break Show. Lots of excellent videos on there about all sorts of stuff. Uh, second thing I've got to tell you is, as we mentioned earlier, we have merch, uh, T-shirts, mugs, all of that sort of malarkey. Uh, we'll share some links, but so we have Steam Rally Rongans, mugs, and Spout, and it'll Spout. do, uh, what's the other one? Oh, uh, on that side of things. On that side of things. Quite snazzy, snazzy design for that. Yeah. And, and a big thank you to Karin Classic, who do sponsor yeah. this, this podcast. And um, But Guys. a word of warning, Thanks, when you Guys. go on their website, You'll never leave. Mm. <laughs> You'll never leave. It's proper Hotel California for car perverts. Uh, and the thing I've got to tell you is that the Luton van was invented to transport hats. Was it? Mm. Well, Luton how big's the bastard hat? Of, I know. I, was say, I mean, I, it's one of these ones where I feel like I should have double checked this, but I'm pretty sure because Luton was a centre of hat making, as I, indeed is Stockport near where I'm from. But uh, I'm thinking that you needed. Did you have your hat delivered also? With a penny farthing, maybe they threw in a, yeah, a, a bog off deal going on. Probably, yeah. Well, I so you can't really wear a sort of Victorian spec hat without riding a penny farthing. It just looks stupid. So. I'd like <sighs> to see from a front wheel drive burnout on a penny farthing because obviously they were front wheel drive. Why aren't there more People front wheel drive bikes? Well, <laughs> discuss. Yeah. Let's. I feel like that with once, the listeners on the front. telly in the eighties. I'm sure I saw uh, on like Blue Peter or something a, f- a two wheel drive BMX. They use some kind of cog system. Yes. But I'm, I cannot figure out how the steering would have worked. Well, that's one for Colin Furs. Yeah. Surely. Re- I mean, even a he- UJ wouldn't do the job, would it? I don't know. Mm. Colin Furs, if you're listening. It's just a double. Maker. It's a double. Yeah, it's a double cog, but the turning bit. I'm, the turning. Difficult. It would be a UJ. It'd be shaft drive. Uh, it'd be shaft drive front end. 
as I said before, our listeners are clever. Clever, They'll clever know. People. They'll either be able to do us a sketch or they'll go, actually, there's a company in Leicester that makes them because that's often the way with these things. Yeah. Isn't it? Either they way. sell it to festival goers, so, burning man people. Um, much though, we only we really only just read out the tip of the uh, iceberg of letters and not letters, keep saying letters, messages that we get. But, uh, but we do always enjoy reading them, even if we forget to mention them. So uh, hello at smithandsniff.com or if you're one of our patrons, you can message us through Patreon. Yeah. And we will do this all again next week. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Listen. That went on longer than expected, but that's fine. It's five to seven. Shitting head. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.